Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ramble. Pretty basic. Hey guys, welcome back to Pretty Basic. I am your co-host Remy Cruz. And I'm Alicia Marie. And, and oh, you said I could I do did, it. I did, I did, I did. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Hey guys, welcome back to Pretty Basic. I am your co-host, Remy Cruz. And I'm Alicia Marie. And today we are joined by the stunning, the ever so talented, Jackie Ina. Hi. We're so excited. Thank, <laughs> thank you for coming you. today. Thank you. It feels weird. Like, I'm sure you guys probably get this a lot, but like being in person when you're used to watching it, it's nice. <gasps> thank like, you. Ooh, That's inception. how I feel like when I go to people's houses and yeah. I've like watched yes. every vlog and I'm like, the bathroom's on this side. I thought it was over there. And this is way bigger. Or and this when is way you smaller. know where everything is, it's because you, like, you've seen it. And you're right. like, sorry, I, I know the bathroom. You're just like, where's the bathroom? <laughs> I don't know. But welcome. Thank yes, you for coming. Welcome to Pretty Basic. Thank you. Uh, we were just saying, when we went to Paris for the Benefit Cosmetics trip, we were saying you and your boyfriend at the time, now fiance, was the literally the best looking couple. Yes. And Thank you had you. Set this, this like- we The glasses, the bags, the like, hair, like yes. everything I remember. And I have a very bad memory, but I remember. Oh my God, that's so funny. I feel like because my fiance is British, he just makes everything look cooler. Oh. I'm not as cool as him. I promise you, I'm not. <laughs> like I can dress, I can beat a face. I could do something with hair, <laughs> but like I'm not cool. I'm just like there, you know? I'd actually rather not be true. home most of the time. Except for today, of course. We're pretty basic fans. But no, nah, Dennis has just like this swag. Like when he walks yeah. into a room, people are like, who's that? But he's also tall, you know? Guys, oh, yeah. Like, Commands no attention. Mm -hmm. And then also I feel like the then the accent probably just adds on the top accent. of that. It's yeah. the accent. How'd you guys meet? We actually met through his cousin. So my fiance's British and he has family that lives here in America. And his cousin, I've literally known this girl since I was like eight years old. Stop. Like That's we so went to we were like church friends. And I was like, when was you going to tell me you have a fine cousin? <laughs> <laughs> at, wait, at what age did you bring this up? No, well, I didn't meet him until like, I was already like, I don't know. I think we met at like 25. No. Yeah. Stop. She's my childhood friend. Like we went to high school she together. Never brought at brought it point. up. <laughs> I guess never just if, never crossed if mind. I found out you had a hot ass cousin and you never told me I would be pissed I'm, low key though I'm like, <laughs> I'm like ragging my brain right now I'm like oh shit You're like, Do oh I my god that's me? hilarious I feel like I never hear of that type of story either well because he lived in the UK so she probably just wasn't even you're like long yeah. distance we could do that she's like I've got a cousin no. over over there but also like when you're close to somebody you're like what are your intentions? Yes. My, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like she was more like protective of me than she was of him. Aww, when we met, she that. was like, try it and see. <laughs> so he was just like, 
Don't okay. fuck it up. <laughs> so yeah. But we we became friends when we first like when we did first meet, we okay. were just like friends. He was obviously very charming, attracted, flirting, and you know, but we were just like friends. And then we just like stayed friends. And then the accent just the friends to love. I mean the stroke. accent was <laughs> a little nice. <laughs> a little, a little uh, we didn't even give you a full background so for anyone who doesn't oh, I know, know who I know. she is um first of all iconic og youtuber mm-hmm. just like you both it's it's rarity in, wow. in these days very rare i know <laughs> also new to tiktok fame yes like a huge huge TikToker. TikToker. i'm a tiktoker now i should have said this is a huge tiktoker you guys probably know <laughs> i'm not huge yeah i'm working i'm working on it i'm you trying are. to i'm trying to like not necessarily be known for just youtube yes yeah like i want every platform to like compete with each other i Ooh. love that like real estate it's yeah. like what you want. Yeah. Texas, Florida, <laughs> Wait, I love Arizona, this. Little Hamptons, Hawaii. Yeah. Which one do you want? Yeah. All the properties are prime. You know what I mean? Like I yes. want everything, like not want all your eggs in one basket. You I yeah. love that. Do you get stopped now, like out in public for being a TikToker? Ooh. <sighs> That's hard to say. Not really, because I feel like people just when they when they see me and yeah. when they're like, Jackie, they're just like Oh, like they're not even mentioning like, oh, I follow you here, follow you there. Really? They're just saying like, oh, like I'm, I love your content. They're not yeah. really saying. So maybe it's that they already knew who I was pre TikTok. Yeah, and they are like in the Jackie Ina world. Okay, I do love you that. get the comments on TikTok because we do all the time where it's like, oh my god, I forgot about you. Sometimes, <laughs> or they're like, I mean, I'm not offended when they're like, I used to watch you all the time, and I'm like, oh, it's okay, like. I didn't. I didn't post on YouTube for like a year. Yes, we so watched video. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. So we need to talk about that because I know you recently experienced a period of burnout. Yes, and I honestly never. I hate to say this, like I never knew what the hell people were talking about when they said that, and they were like, "I I experienced burnout," and they would make these like coming back videos, and I would always be like, "What does?" It is a little dramatic. (laughs) I know it sounds a lot more dramatic, Mm -hmm. but it actually is kind of dramatic and and transformative when you're young and when you're experiencing something like that for the first time. And that I don't even know, do you experience that? Like, did you guys have like jobs pre being on social media, like having a social media career? I personally have not. I started YouTube in high school and then it took off in college so Gosh, i've really never experienced anything other than this so young. Mine, she yeah. did work at, at um the pita shop though extreme pita yes okay <laughs> <Shout out Subway. laughs> um so not a real okay corporate type job or anything like that mm-hmm. yeah that's it's like i think for a lot of us like i've had whole careers before youtube even though i even though i started youtube young i my background was also a veteran uh-huh. so i was like an army reservist for a while and then i was also pursuing makeup professionally and then i like i told you guys earlier worked retail since i was like 15. Yeah. so i've literally been working my whole life and then i have like eldest firstborn child of immigrant parents trauma as well so Girl, that, that's a job right in here. itself that, right needs, that needs benefits <laughs> and severance pay just saying <laughs> But like, <laughs> I don't know what, like, I feel like when you're in like a, like a regular job or like cor- the corporate world, like you probably do experience some burnout, but I don't think it's the same as when you're on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I saw you going through that, I was just like, huh. And like, I really listened to your reasons and you sharing your story. And I was just like, I kind of like, I kind of get it. And honestly, I feel like post the post COVID world, like uh-huh. whether or not you're directly affected by the pandemic, like it's kind of hard seeing people suffer and struggle, mm-hmm. like whether or not it personally affects you. So that was, I think that weighed a lot on like 
turning on my camera and being like, hey guys, like that, that definitely affected me. Yeah. You know what I mean? The so feeling it was fake. Just, yeah. Like, Acting like nothing's going on in the world. Nothing's yeah. happening. Yeah, like not wrong. addressing the obvious, like yeah. it's yeah. weird. The elephant in the room, for but sure. But then obviously, yeah. like you, you also feel helpless, like you don't know what to do, but you're yeah. like, what? Yes. So you took a year off. I yeah. only took a few months off. Well, it was like nine months. Okay. It was like just under a year. That's a year. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Year. Two years on Dang. YouTube. And yeah. So for me, my burnout came after 10 years and I watched the video because you just put up a video of you coming back. Yeah. Um, loved it. I related Thank to you. so much. And <laughs> it was so head. relatable it was so she couldn't and think i was like yes girl yes, yes. girl please uh, <laughs> it'll come back it was a we great same great page, girl <laughs> i feel you i know where you're going with yes this. um i i did love how you <laughs> she it's been a day already. Girl, you burn out again. <laughs> She's actually crying. going through it right now. Oh my God. We're really professional um, here to get though. It's okay. <laughs> I related a lot to you saying you did everything yourself. And I did I would have oh, never yeah. guessed you did from watching your content. Yeah. Like you saying, like, I put up the lights, I did the, like was producing, like even that alone, like I had no idea. Cause I think especially coming from more of the beauty world, like everyone there has like they got 20 people there's a lighting person alone (laughs) i know there's a gaffer yeah no literally (laughs) reflector Uh, that's like that's actually insane how long have you been doing youtube like 13 14 2009 oh my god so 13 years 2009 that's like many people beauty or lifestyle whatever i mean i implemented a full team i had a similar thing where i was like this is just too much for me to handle but that was still like Six years ago, I want to say. Like, the fact that you've been doing that for so long by yourself is so admirable. But I'm so glad that you got to the point where you're you're ready to... I know how hard it is to outsource and to drop your ego and be like, I I actually need the help. But I'm so glad that you brought people on. It's hard because you're like, how do I share my vision? The reason why I'm popular is because people feel like they're connected to me. And it's not a production, which you said in that video. And Mm -hmm. I remember because it was such an ego thing for me. I was like, I still edit everything. I still do this. But then at some point, I was like, I am just withering away and I'm falling out of love with the one thing I've loved my entire life. And then it was hard when other people would say, oh, well, maybe that's, it's just time to quit. And you're like, no, I don't want to quit. Yeah. But I, like, I don't know who I am anymore. And then the identity crisis that comes with it. So that was always really hard for me. But doing it all on your own on top of it <laughs> is like another <laughs> level. <laughs> Whew, like I just need to breathe. Like I need help. Mm-hmm. I mean, my one saving grace was having an editor, mm-hmm. but there's still so much that outside That's one of- piece of the puzzle. It's like one tiny piece of the puzzle. A big piece, nonetheless, mm-hmm. but such a small working part of what we do. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I think it's also to a lot of times the people that help us, make all of this happen like to their testament about how like they see us as the talent and yeah like we put on a a face and we make the content enjoyable but like nobody can do it successfully alone yep and so it's just like you know shout out to the people behind the scenes you don't often see and hear about because they're important too and they're a part of what makes what we do so special I think absolutely what what was there anything specific you felt like brought you to that burnout point it was a lot. I think it was like everything happening all at once. Yeah. I think it was everything happening all at once. The first thing was definitely probably feeling like the point of my content is to give people reviews. Like that mm-hmm. was like my bread and butter was like reviewing products and like being like the first, like everybody wants to be the first review up. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> my channel is about beauty. And if people aren't 
going out and you know what is the point of doing a wear test if I'm not going anywhere Mm -hmm. so the first thing was it kind of felt like foundation review when people aren't really wearing foundation when they are wearing foundation they're covering it with their masks yeah oh, like wow this is awkward yeah. so it's like the first thing it was just like eh, i don't know if i want to film that because like people aren't going out and then the second thing is you're inundated with news and tragedy mm-hmm. and the d word you know mortality yeah like there's bad stuff happening and like emotionally that affects how you present yourself on camera and how you communicate with your audience things to talk about so like it's just like not feeling that great and then two I gotta do all of that by myself and like I'm like running out of things to film and I'm running out of ideas and I'm running out of content and I'm running out of ways to like tell stories and it's just like I don't want to do this right now (laughs) but at the same time I wasn't necessarily like over social media. I just was like over the whole sitting down speaking for two hours on YouTube. So I was like, all right, maybe I should like switch it up. We're Mm -hmm. all at home. Maybe I should do something different. Wait, y'all pause. Not to be that person, but to like also be that person. Can I light a candle? I brought one. Yes, yes please. Can I? Was oh this planned? God. Because Taylor, that was beautiful. Hand, hand me the Chloe bag. That was no, genuine, genuinely. <laughs> Is it a holiday one? Because your holiday ones last yes. year. Oh, oh thank God! Oh yeah, these are new. new. Oh <laughs> my God! Oh my God! You are um, the candle hoe. I have one that's more musk. Burr. Yeah, burr. So this is musk. <laughs> oh my God! And then I have one that's a little spicier. It smells oh. like berries. Oh my God! Oh, this I one love berries. And then I have marshmallow. Oh, you're gonna love that one. Oh, uh, this one. spice i like this like real festive you're like a christmas girl oh the spice hits at the like the end yes yes this is so this smells like your apartment oh i love no i like the red one yeah okay we're going what is it called that one is um holly berry holly berry because you know we love a good pun i love that that is so cute wait that's actually the perfect name i love that name because it's like inspired by red bird i have like a brownish nude tone one i forget exactly what the name is probably from our sin moods yes yeah i refuse to burn it because i'm not gonna or is it from sweater weather sweater weather it was a holiday-ish one last year was it thottom yes and I, I refuse to burn it because names. I'm not going to lose it. No, like, I, you can't do that. Our customers are always like, I can't burn it. I can't. I'm like, but it's, I want you to enjoy I know. I, but I enjoy with it open, just sitting there. You and should I like use looking like a, at it. Why don't you use like a burning plate? Because it <gasps> makes them burn. Like our candles do burn very slow. Okay. So they already last a lot longer than like most brands that are out there. But if you put it on like a burning plate or like a warming plate, it'll okay. be, It'll I'm still gonna lose it eventually. <laughs> that's why I, I don't want to run out. Well, girl, she ain't coming back. So <laughs> no, well, that's why I'm not gonna run out. Wait, I can't. Oh my wait. god! Well, this, is, this is perfect because I, I. When did you come out with Forever Mood? We launched it in the pandemic. Okay, so yeah, really? yeah. <gasps> but we had actually. Okay, so we we actually we launched in the pandemic, but we were planning and um i started expressing with the team like i wanted to have my own home fragrance brand mm. closer to like 2018 did they get it or not at all they totally got it good good, good but good. the thing is is when we first launched everybody was like is it makeup like when we yeah. first started teasing it they were like is it makeup is it makeup <laughs> now it's finally our time because everybody was like we want makeup from jackie we want makeup from yeah. jackie yeah so Which when we first kill. <laughs> i mean i probably would but, <laughs> but i was just like right now yeah I don't know it was just Mm -hmm. like I think the timing was really um perfect because 
me and my fiance. So the brand is co-owned by both of us, but it was really him who kind of encouraged us and pushed us to do it when we did, because I was like, you want to start this brand in the middle of a global pandemic. You want us to self-fund it. You don't want us to get an investment. You want us to fully do are this you, ourselves. Are you still self-funded? We are still fully self-funded. Oh, oh, we need to talk. <laughs> oh, girl. I have a lot to say about that. It's, 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 a, it's a big undertaking, but I think it's so important, especially as young black African co-founders to like, I mean, I learned, he's taught, he has a, an investment banking background. I didn't even know what the hell the word equity meant until like three years ago. Mm-hmm. No clue. Like four years ago, wow. he's taught me so much about the importance of ownership, like doing things, you know, fully from the ground up, how to make things happen. Like every single big, big, big life step that I've made that involves any business finance. He has 100% been wow. the person that's like walking us through it together. Showed me the plan. I'm a very like, okay, convince this explains to me like a five-year-old why we should do this, why this would benefit me. Mm-hmm. What am I losing? What am I gaining? And make it make sense because I needed to make sense. Yeah, absolutely. And every single time we make a big life step, he does that. So with the brand, I love we that. were like, oh, you guys are getting choked up. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So when the, with the brand, we started in the pandemic and I was like, I was scared. I was just like, yeah. I don't want to do this right now. Like, this is scary. He was like, no, no, just trust me. We're home right now. It's 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 chill vibes. Let's do candles. And I was just like, no, because we were already planning on doing. It, but he was like, let's let's pick yeah. it back up. So I was like, all right. So we had we had already like had been talking to manufacturers and stuff prior to because we had been planning it since like two years before that, and we had kind of like shelved it because we were working like on another project that at the time I was prioritizing, but then the pandemic happened. So we kind of like showed that. So oh. we switched the priority of the projects and mm. we put candles as more a priority. And then we shelved the other project. And then that was, so that was how we started it. And then when we wow. started the brand, we were like, okay, you know, we'll start like really um, small because we don't really know, like, because I was more known for makeup. Yeah. How it was is it going to react? Of, you yeah. don't really know. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? You have no, you have no, no idea. So we were just like, we're going to start real modest and we're going to just try to like have the next like up until Christmas because it launched my birthday. So we had like up until Christmas ish planned out with like launches and stuff. Okay. And we had like 20,000 units that we were hoping that would last us until the end of the year because we had hoped like this is we had started the brand with four cents, mm-hmm. hence the name Forever Mood. It's supposed to kind of be like one cent per season so it's like if we never launch anything again this is like the starter set that like can kind of like you can use like all throughout the year yeah Mm -hmm. and so we pre-launched and I think it was like probably two weeks from my birthday and we sold like half the stock in like Hours. Oh like, my and this god! Was supposed to la- great problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was so. I was like, please God, don't do this. I was like, no. I was like actually scared because I was just like, like, yeah. This is supposed to be like this is supposed to hold us over to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Wow. It's August. Oh my god. And so we did a pre-launch, and then my birthday came, and like obviously, you know how like when you launch something, you can like set how many you want to yes. sell so that it doesn't go crazy. But again, we weren't expecting like we were just like. Pre-launches tend to over like sell sometimes mm-hmm. where people get really excited because we had just launched it. So we were like, all right, well, you know, hopefully when we launch launch, we'll 
people will be a little yeah. Like we, we expect anticipation and excitement yes. for the people who didn't get the pre-launch, but we were just like, okay. And then we launched on my birthday, the same exact thing happened. It actually sold out faster. Oh my god. So we God. sold what was supposed to be six months worth of inventory in the span of eight hours. <gasps> and I was I got chills. Terrified. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, we don't even have that many employees right now. Yeah. Like we were shook. So it was a really big deal. And then in addition to that, we had like 45,000 people on a wait list. I don't know where the hell these people came from. I was like, I got a lot of followers, but I was like, where the <laughs> hell did y'all come from? Thank like, you for sending me was, any in this I time when you, you didn't have any to send, but thank you so no, much. It was, it was out of control. That like it amazing. was crazy. But what was really cool about it was like, even though people were like, okay, we expected makeup, but like low key, if you, re to really know me is to really know, like Jackie's always been like a candle girl. So and your like, scents, your perfumes, just like exactly. scents. Also, no yeah. one else was doing that or is really doing At that. At the time, right, it know? was definitely, yeah. definitely not as much of a growing category. Yeah. yeah. So Bath yeah, body works, that it's, was kind of it. Oh, that's pretty Yankee yeah. candle, that's it. Yeah. I mean, everybody who like loves candles obviously knows who the heavy hitters are. It's always yeah. like, you're a Bath and Body Works girl or yeah. you're like a Lalavo girl, you're like a yeah. Dictate girl. Mm -hmm. But there was never anything in between yeah pretty basic so there were several different pain points that I wanted to address with our brand that I feel mm. didn't exist at the time mm -hmm. one I never really felt like home fragrance wellness brands really marketed to women like me mm -hmm. black women young black women working professionals I always feel like when it came to marketing, it was like, oh, yeah, black women have to be strong and they have to save the world. And it's always like I feel like the the marketing and the verbiage is always like putting us to work. Mm. And I'm like, I want like women like me to relax. Unwind. Unwind yeah. And light a candle and chill. So it was like first thing that I want to address, like just how we position the brand. That's the first I thing. love that. That's the first thing. Very important. Second thing is. um I can afford a $300 candle, but everybody else can't. Mm -hmm. And if I do spend $300 on that candle, is the scent quality going to be great? Is it going to burn quickly or is it going to burn slow? Mm -hmm. Because I noticed that a lot of times I would, I would buy these high-end candles and the quality of the fragrance would be awesome, mm -hmm. but they would burn in two days. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to yeah. name drop, yeah. but I've tried everything. Oh, I'm sure tried you have. Yeah. Everything. And a lot of luxury candles, like the wax just disappears in two seconds. And I'm just Oh my like, God, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the throw may not be that great. You know what I mean? So like I What's can only- throw? Like how the scent carries? How it kind of travels. Ah, okay. so, the so I like a bolder throw. So like if I put a candle in this room, you're probably going to smell this in the bathroom. Especially with a home or somewhere. You know, when yeah. there's, you, you don't want to have to light four of the same candles around the place exactly. just so it smells like just that. Just to smell it. Yes. And yeah. I, sometimes I feel like candles are too strong. Like this is just like the nicest, like oh, subtle yeah. amount. Yeah, oh, where it's not going to be a headache. Me too, me too. I love all the cozy. Yes. <laughs> I feel like especially growing up in Southern California because we didn't really have- fall i know our fall was lighting up like leaves candle <laughs> that is still my fault currently. wearing uggs yeah. in, in like 78 I degrees i know I oh know. my god and in sephora mm -hmm. yeah yes we had to like pump the brakes because sephora hit us up literally like the same summer that we launched a brand and we were like whoa sephora we're not there yet but wow. again they're like yeah so smart of them because they don't have anything like that yeah, yeah. like that's mm -hmm. a whole and mo i mean not everyone but i think most people who like makeup like also like candles also like, like candles. it really does go side by side but it's interesting how it's never really other than like a lip gloss at bath and body works yeah you yeah. know what i mean yeah like, it's true i think Thank it's so you. smart 
yeah, we just really wanted to create a brand that was just like price point, like mastige. So it's not mass. It's not prestige either. It's like right in the middle. You still get amazing scent quality. You don't sacrifice look. Because also on the opposite end, I feel like while I like lower price candles, I feel like I always have to buy something to cover it because like sometimes they're not that cute. You know what I mean? Like, where's the vibes? Mm -hmm. I need the looks, you know? So that was like all of the things that I personally wanted in a brand that like I felt like did not exist at the time. So that's how Forever Mood was birthed. I mean, you guys crushed it. Thank you. It is your baby. But I love that you get to work with your fiance and like the the fact that also that works well. Also very well. It's like, that doesn't happen for everybody. So that's amazing. And you guys have such an amazing little product. Thank you. Little baby, huge product. (laughs) I know. Yeah. It's, it's really, um, it's really rare. I think to your point, Remy, like working with a, with a partner. Funny enough, I was just talking about this with my friend this morning and she was like asking me for advice and I'm not kidding. Most of the time, most of the time, this is just me being realistic. I tell people don't do it. Because if you're looking at us and you're thinking this is normal, it's not. And I'm here to tell you, Mm -hmm. we are extremely lucky. We are the exception. We're not the norm. Mm -hmm. And lower your expectations because most of the time it does not work this well. Yeah. But if it, like, if your partner is saying, like, expressing to you, because I'm sure you guys can probably to some extent relate to, like, we built this on our own first, right? And then, like, when it comes to, like, outsourcing and expanding your team just in general, it's like who are you and what do you want with, <laughs> what, what do you want with my channel? You know, it's, yeah. it's hard yeah. to like let someone in like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that like when your partner is, is expressing like, this is where I can actually add value and how yes. I can alleviate some of the stress and pressure for you. Like if they're the ones that are expressing that, I feel like it's always worth exploring. Absolutely. And the way that he's able to communicate and the way that you need to understand. Yes. And he can do that for you and obviously not a condescending way. And just like you guys can communicate properly. I'm sure it strengthened your own personal relationship too. Yeah. 100%. Which is dream scenario. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. We have very, very different talents. Very different. But they work so well together because... Lord knows I could not do what he does and I'm like very creative and I, I'm business savvy, but I'm like more intuitive business savvy. Like I know why things work, but like, I don't know how they work. And my fiance is very like, I know how this works, but that's because this person plays this role and this is what's supposed to happen when you do this. Mm. Oh my God. So he almost knows like the working, like how to yeah. construct it, how to build. You yeah. guys compliment each other so well. We compliment each other very well. And Dennis is not a risk taker and I'm actually more of the risk risk taker. Mm. So when I bet on myself and I bet on both of us, he'll be looking at me like, why are you? He's like, are you with the exception of forever mood? He was actually the calculated risk taker. I was like, no, let's not do this right now. <laughs> but with like a lot of things, I tend to be like, Mm-mm, no, I see the vision. We're doing it. Like we're doing that. Yeah. We're buying that. We're investing in that. And I'll be like, he's with his accent. He's like, Babes, are you sure, babes? I'm not, I'm not quite, really, babes, are you sure? And I'm like, yes, babes, like, just trust babes. me on this. I'm, I know, every everybody in the UK, they babes. add S's at the end of everything, I and I now it. I do it because That's of so him. Cute. Yeah, we're, we're both very, very, like, he's so, like, he's a very slow decision maker, and I'm like, nope, that's it. I already know what I'm you know do. with your gut and your intuition absolutely after doing this for 13 years, I'm sure. And I'm a woman, like, I feel like that's like a woman, like, yeah. I'm very intuitive, and yeah. we're very, like, Mm-hmm. Or I'm like the one that's like, Mm-mm, watch that person. And yeah. Dennis is like, oh no, I think the loving person. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you, <laughs> I'm yeah, like, you think them. that now. 
but truly like it was perfect planning and like you didn't know i'm sure at the time when you guys were building everything but looking back now obviously experiencing that everybody just wanted like self-care blew up in, oh, yeah. in quarantine of candles spa facials skincare things like that so it was truly perfect divine timing and then just uh, so i have timeline right because that was 20 in a 2019 2020 right yep. Mm-hmm. So that's when you were starting to feel burnt out. And then yeah. 21 is when you took the break. Well, so it would have been, um, cause wait, okay. So this is 2022. So then yes, the last time I uploaded was like fall ish of last year. Okay. So I was like still uploading, but it was like uploading less frequently, less yeah. frequently. And to just upload. Like it's like, oh, I and need to I upload. Just, I should just, yeah, yeah. I would just like upload just for the sake of it. But mind you, I, I forgot to mention this earlier. That was when I launched my second Instagram platform. So I was actually working. working just as much, yeah. like just on different. That was when I like really took TikTok serious. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be a TikToker. And then I just did it. Which is another yeah, job within itself also. Oh, like you were wearing seven different hats. We mentioned this on an episode um, a few months ago. I had this like aha revelation coming to Jesus moment where I was like, wait, if I'm having all of my eggs in different baskets, that means I have to take it out of this basket to put it in here. And that basket was YouTube for me. So I think for us, when we're like, no, you upload every single week. We're like, oh my God, I want to do other things. Like there comes a point where you're like, I have to take them out of this basket. Yeah, And, and it's that's hard. so true. It's Actually, I never thought of it that yes. way. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that's one thing that can be frustrating with this job is when you do take a break, people think you're just chilling at home doing nothing. And you're like, no, I'm, I'm doing other things. Even starting this podcast, which you need to have a podcast. Yeah. Everybody says that, Agreed. but I you just do feel so like, well. Absolutely. I feel like I don't got that much to say. No, you, yes. you absolutely do. I feel like, or it'd be the opposite. I feel like I'd either not say enough or I would not shut up. <laughs> and then no, y'all would get it. sick of me. No. no trust me. No I one feel will like get that sick could of you. be that outlet for you. Earlier I was thinking this when you're like, oh, like sitting down for two hours on YouTube, like sitting down here talking does not feel like a sit down YouTube Oh, because one. it's like, it's you guys. And like, I'm like, obviously I'm like fans of you guys' channels and your work and I like the podcast. Oh, so it's like, you. it's like authentic. This is the kind of stuff I really enjoy. Yeah, but I, I, I can so see you. I agree. I you like you your candle. Should. Yeah. You, you don't even have to do cozy. video. Yeah. You know, under your blanket. No, but I like Call the, it for the mood. The lights. Trademark. <laughs> what did you call it? It's a call for the mood. Oh, well, we already own that trademark in several Tra- countries, so yeah. don't try it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've, it's been like in the back of my mind. I don't know. But to my point, saying even though we've been uploading less on YouTube than we had in the past, mm-hmm. like this taking a whole day out of it, but it's a whole other outlet. brand, a whole other outlet. Like, Absolutely. So it's hard, I think, evolving over the years when there are new platforms and new things and you're starting your own brand. That spreads you thin so much. So I'm assuming that was most of the melting pot of you saying, oh, no, I'm burnt out. There's just so much. Because you took so a much. break, but you didn't really take you didn't, a break. No, stop. Yeah, I, I didn't break at all. No. But, but also, like, even if I just fell off the face of the earth, why is that a bad thing? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. What if I didn't upload anything anywhere? And yeah. for whatever reason, whether you were struggling with mental health, you were physically tired, or you just didn't want to. Like you yeah. can do whatever the hell you want to do. You I agree. Stop? Yeah, I agree. I don't get why people get like upset when YouTubers like take breaks. I don't. I don't really get it because I think even when you like a creator, like obviously I'm gonna miss your content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you don't enjoy it, then like, what's the point? Yeah. Because you're supposed to upload and create content that you enjoy making. So if you're not fully present. 
I'm like, I don't want to watch your funky attitude or see you sl- like. You can tell they don't care. Yeah, you can yeah, tell you when can someone tell. doesn't care. And mm-hmm. then like that kind of like rubs off on the audience. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you don't care. I don't care either. Yeah. Like then yeah. my day's thrown off because it's like, ooh, why did I watch that video? It's weird. Absolutely. I feel weird. But you I respect know? also in your video where you were like, I'm not going to upload shit just to upload. Yeah, um, no, I definitely did not. Great. Yeah, I definitely didn't want to just impulse upload or just post for the sake of it. I, no. I think that's very smart. I've, I've definitely gotten to that flow of like, especially in quarantine, I didn't want to upload. I didn't know what to upload, but I felt like I had to because we came from a time of YouTube where you upload weekly. There's yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts. You I know. Upload. Yeah. And several times weekly, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But I just, I wouldn't let myself stop and looking back on those videos now, I'm like, mm, those were not good videos. And I was just doing it, going through the motions because I felt like I had to you were. on my main channel. Love the vlog channel. But on my main, I was like, I didn't know what to do. I feel like I have to do it. Looking back, I'm like, I didn't love that. I could have let myself have that break. Mm-hmm. But I didn't notice that. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, you're probably good at like not making it look that way. Thank you so much. But also we're like more critical of our own yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But yeah. I'm glad that you didn't just upload to upload because I feel like that would have driven you into a deeper hole of just burnout within YouTube. Yeah. Com- yeah. I completely agree. How did you feel ready to come back? So I hired a producer the yes. first time in 13 years. Oh my God. Worked with the actual producer. And it was really her like putting in a plan in motion that made me like giving ideas and mm-hmm. things. And I was just like, what would you like to see differently about my channel? Mm-hmm. And she gave me like really, really good ideas and was like talking about things that I already had been planning on and been thinking about, but I didn't really know how to execute. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I desperately needed to do more of was collaboration, but I was always like so paranoid with collabs because whenever you like invite someone on your space, it's like, I just had this like fear of like, what if I bring someone on my platform and then they get canceled two weeks later and then I'm going to get dragged. That happens to me all the time where like whenever other people, like I'm definitely one of those creators where because people have put me so high on this pedestal for some odd reason, I get people love me, but damn, the pressure pressure is too much sometimes. I mean, I'm so amazing. But but like if I like tweet someone or if like someone, like I don't know if you guys experience this as well, but like when someone gets canceled, they'll go to me and be like, why are you friends with this person? Why are you you tweeting them? them? Why are you following them? I'm just like, girl, I'm just at, I'm just trying to eat my food. Like, I'm like <laughs> I don't know what they did two weeks ago. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. But like, I've been in several situations where I've experienced like secondhand backlash over stuff that had literally nothing to do with me mm-hmm. just because I was associated with that person. So I've always been like really overprotective of who I invite on my platform. And I think I just needed to kind of like stop overthinking it. Cause at yeah. the end of the day, people are going to do what they, what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that like, cause I know people love being like, uh, cancel culture is so whack. Like, I don't really feel like it's that black and white. Like I do think there are a lot of instances where like, it should like, no, you tried it and you really should have been held mm-hmm. accountable and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, there are times where it's like, all right guys, like in, in, in two months, are y'all really going to care? Like, and also allowing people grace to like learn and grow from things. Yes. I've been dragged and canceled for stuff. I wouldn't want anyone to like see me as untouchable because of that one or two things. You know what I mean? So I just feel like it's not that serious. Like they're still going to be my friend either way, unless I literally, literally do something absolutely disgusting and horrible. Mm -hmm. I can't stand by that. Yeah. But I'm not going to like make people feel like crap for small things. I've said it 
um, I think on the pod, I was like, I never want to unfollow someone just because people are telling me to unfollow them. I want to yeah. unfollow them because I personally don't align with their values or something. But once you kind of play that game of like, oh, I need to unfollow this person, then like you're constantly just trying to like please people. You have to for- do it for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. definitely, now that's one thing, that's one game I definitely don't play. And I've yeah. also practiced the art of like, ignoring mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas before I felt like I had to like defend myself like no 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 I didn't know anything about that I just don't respond we were mm. just talking about the feeling like you need to defend yourself or like explain why for different things publicly mm-hmm. and sometimes you're like or just in life and then sometimes you can just let your reputation speak for itself you Absolutely. know like if you were to collab with someone who got canceled two weeks later I think I'd be like well I know Jackie and I know I, I know and trust her. Yeah. And I think one thing of being more of an OG YouTuber is like we do have close relationships with our viewers. So I do think like letting your reputation speak, like I would never question. I agree. Does that make sense? Oh, there's like such a, I just screenshotted a really good quote about this. Let me see if I can find please, it because this please. one was good. I never related to something so much. I feel like you guys will definitely. We love quotes. Yeah, we love a quote, especially when we're going through shit. We love quotes. Love you can quote. tell when we're actually going through shit because we we <laughs> used to quote the breakup. Send a girl quote. Break yes, we would only <laughs> on our story, <laughs> or even to each other in our. D- we used to do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, we don't even anymore. We don't. We must be doing well. <laughs> okay. Anyways, child, I can't find it, but okay. it was. It was so good. I literally saw this and it brought tears to my eyes because it was like so good. Um. Okay. I refuse to defend myself in every situation anymore. It's like not in my DNA anymore. Because when I realize like, oh, you didn't like me even when I was literally like not bothering anyone when I was perfect. Mm. So then I was like, okay, I had to ask myself, when you defend yourself, why do you do that? Why do you do that? This is what I asked. This is what I had to ask myself. And then I realized, well, because it's about what it's about, like the optics, it's about reputation. And what I ultimately had to realize is like there's your reputation and then your, there's your character. Your reputation is always going to change. Crumble it up and throw it away. Your character isn't. Holy shit. You're never going to have to prove your character. Your character is always going to speak for yourself. Look at like Britney Spears, that mm-hmm. poor girl, what she went through at the height of all the everything. You know what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like how terrible they were to her and now everybody's like you should have kept the same energy she was always a good person otherwise Uh you wouldn't be flipping the script now you knew Mm -hmm. that people treated her horribly but the reason why people are now like obviously rightfully so on her side because you always should have humanized her in that situation and her character obviously stood the test of time if she was a terrible person back then do you honestly think everybody would be Team Britney now? Right, no. Right. But because at the time it was her reputation that was quite being questioned, at the end of the day, I've just come to realize that like people are literally going to like when I didn't have as many followers and when I didn't have as many controversies and when I wasn't considered a mainstream YouTuber, still got talked about, still got trolled, still got hate comments, still got harassment. It's like never, it's always like someone's always going to dislike you, mm-hmm. even if you don't give them reason. So you might as well just like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And people Damn. switch up also at the, f- the fickleness. Yep. yep. People switch up oh, so fast. Me, you know what? Yep. Let me keep it cute because the, I, <laughs> I've literally, I've literally seen people post negative things about me and then 
after I post something like the few times where I've had to like clear, they'll delete it literally hours later. Oh my God. I can't imagine what she's going through. I feel so bad. For, I'm just like, but you just, you, know, you, you really think just, I don't see this. Mm-hmm. Like you just, I just saw the, the first post, mm. but I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't care to defend myself anymore. Mm, I feel I like ultimately that. you've already decided, like if somebody goes on my page and they're like, I think you're this, I think you're that. I think, cause like when we launched Forever Mood and we had shipping nightmares, which mm. by the way, was not only something that we were experiencing, like at the start, at the, the oh, yeah. holiday, at the end of that first year, yes. 2020, oh, yeah. it was a nightmare. Packages were getting lost. Like yes. we had a logistics nightmare but a lot of brands because obviously the state of the world was chaotic so we had like shipping delays and stuff like that but we obviously communicated this with customers and you know it would it would be like us uh, the customer would tweet you're a scammer you stole my money and that, it's hard when they're you're that attacking your character and when you're like, attacking oh. my character but it's like girl i want you to have the candles too like i, <laughs> like, I would hand deliver them I, if i, I could I, i'm sorry but like i don't like i don't know what you're gonna say but for me, like I just when I when I read that kind of stuff, I just say to myself, I'm like, you know what? I I I believe you believe that. I believe you believe that. That's that's good. That's cute. But I'm good. I'm I know who I am. I'm good. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something like I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm 35 now. I just feel so much more self fulfilled. Mm. And I don't. I think one thing that's very difficult when you're on social media is don't let too much positive get to your head. Don't mm. let too much negative get to your yeah. head. You have to find yourself right in the middle. You have to like you literally your sanity depends on it, because if you get too gassed up, you're going to have an inflated ego Mm -hmm. and a little ego. You know, it can get you motivated. It can be good. But when it's unchecked and when it's out of control, it can definitely cloud your vision in a lot of bad ways. If you let too much negativity affect your judgment, it comes out in the form of Mm self-deprecation, depression, anxiety, like a lot of different things. So you have to find yourself right in the middle and you cannot take negativity personally like this has nothing to do with me this has nothing to do with me this has nothing to do with me and just kind of remove yourself from it in the moment because it's I'm not gonna lie it's 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 not easy but yeah that's that's a big thing for me but I definitely don't I don't defend myself why Mm, you have nothing to prove I have nothing to prove but then also like when someone accuses me of something and then I go on their page and I see they're following me. I'm like, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> and then after you posted this, you'll still be following me. So who's really the enemy? Like, am, yeah. do you like me or do you not? I'm yeah. like, I'm confused. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I don't like, I'm like, all right, well, it must not be that bad. Cause when I don't like someone, I unfollow them. Yeah. I ain't got nothing to say. Bloop, unfollow. Yeah. yeah. Why leave a negative comment? Why try to tear someone down? Just. You don't have to see them anymore. That's it. Just unfollow. Exactly. Yeah. You don't align with my values or my or my character or my goals. I will just unfollow you. Yeah. I'm opting out of seeing you on my content on my timeline. Absolutely. Pretty basic. What are things you do to stay grounded in that center, like you were explaining? Um, I think it helps when you have support, like people around you that are like not in the industry. Mm-hmm. So like my fiance and stuff, like is really the one who, cause like at first I, I would always like have to defend myself and be like, no, 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 I got to clear this up. And Dennis would be like, but why though? Mm. And then I'm like, 
actually, yeah. Why do I have to? <laughs> like, like because that's a good because, question. Like, so profound, but so simple. <laughs> so profound. <laughs> so wise. Like, yeah, like I don't know. Like sometimes just like talking to people who don't do what we do, because like sometimes it feels like a big deal. It feels like the end of the world, catastrophic yes. sometimes. And it's when you, you take a step back, I'll talk to my boyfriend or my best friend who like one is a teacher, actually two are teachers, and I tell them and I'm like, you know what? I realize like you were at school today with, th- with your third graders and dealing with, you know, parents and kids. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to talk to you. It's okay. I, I, I'm very well aware this doesn't matter anymore. And it like gives me good perspective or I will tell them and they're like, I get that that's a big deal. And like, talk me through it, but also still aware that like, there are so many other things going on in the world. I'm like, True. you're absolutely correct. And it gives me a good it's good perspective to keep in mind for sure. My boyfriend all the time was like, why are you freaking out? Like this <laughs> is so why chill. I'm like, I got this like hate comment or like this or that. He's like, yeah, but like, it's fine. You've gotten them before. It's going to be fine. I'm like, you're right. It's okay. And like, it's good to have him around to remind me that otherwise yeah. I will spiral. And like hype you up and yeah. I'm like, mom, screw that. Yeah. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're this and you're beautiful. And just, you know, but, but you know, but also I will, I will say, and I don't want to play devil's advocate, but I feel like also honoring your feelings is really important because when you get caught up in that, like, well, there's other problems and there, there are other problems, but it's okay in the moment to like, not feel great. It's okay. Yes. It's okay to be like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But, and this is also why I think sometimes we've got to be really careful about what we vent about online. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really, really careful (laughs) because we do have a lot of first world problems and um I but I don't necessarily think mental health is one of them so you know when you see things that are like really messing with you I think you have to be really thoughtful about who you vent to and how you vent to them because you know like you said like yes there are other problems but like it's okay in the moment to just be like oh that didn't feel great but like I'm gonna honor how I feel and and not internalize it and not personalize it and move on but you know to teachers, I mean, teachers are doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think it, it is good to have non-industry friends that'll kind of like keep you grounded and stuff. And then when I when I vent about stuff that's like industry stuff, I come to other influencer friends. But at the same time, I try to keep it balanced so that it's not too much like of just one side over the other. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know. Speaking of industry stuff, you hit on this in the video, and I would love to talk about it. Yeah. You were talking about the pay gap between Black creators. And non-black creators. Yes, I've definitely mentioned it before. I, one, want to hear all about that. Two, do you remember the first moment like someone said what they were getting for a brand deal and you were like, oh, wait, what? Say that again? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay, so there's a influencer pay gap where a lot of times, and I've actually been seeing this come up more on TikTok recently where some people share their experiences where they got offered something that a non-black counterpart got offered and maybe had less followers and maybe had less experience and they sometimes get offered double or triple what they're offered. And it's a lot of times so blatant and it's so disrespectful that, you know, but unfortunately, like for creators, like when you're in any type of like creative field, sometimes you take on opportunities that like may not be the most pay, but yeah. because you want to be in that field, you do it, which unfortunately, unfortunately, and it's not necessarily fully their responsibility to take on, but it does in a way devalue because then it's like, well, if I'm going to accept less, then that means what I'm saying is that other people aren't worth more. 
But I don't think it should necessarily be put on the creator because when you're trying to, you're just trying to make a living. You're just yeah. trying, money is, for that person, money is money. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I've been there. But yes, that is a thing. And I, the first time I experienced it, I actually found out about this by accident because like it was like right around the time I got my first manager and I had accepted and I had accepted an opportunity probably like a month prior and I had negotiated the deal myself and like as I always did before I had, you know, brought on a manager and a team. And I thought I did good. Yeah, it you're was like the so most, proud of yourself. You're like, I, was, I just got this deal. Like, yes. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I negotiated myself. Okay, <laughs> I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll lawyer. Keep the, I'll keep the cut. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll be good. We'll be fine. I'll just, I'll just slide this one my way. And I, I don't remember. I don't think I told. I don't think I told them how much I made. But I remember them telling me like, oh yeah, I negotiated that contract for so and so. And they got like offered, they got, it was, it was a lot of money. I was like, they, huh? I was like, what? And the same brand told you they had not enough budget. Yeah. I was like, huh? And it was like significantly more. We're not talking $200 y'all. No, 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 no. We're not talking about, it was just like, fuck. Like 10 times more. Like mm. it couldn't be more blatant. Like you're like, wait, there's yeah. another zero yeah. behind yeah, 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 it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fuck. The decimal has been moved. Yeah. Oh my god. It was like the difference between like car down payment and like house down payment. And I was like, I, I was like, I didn't even know people made money like that. Oh my god. Oh, you do. I was like shook, and like I didn't say anything to like my manager, but yeah. I was just like, oh. You're just internalizing it, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like up until more recently with TikTok, a lot of people have and creators have been more open with how much oh, they're yeah. making. Yeah. It was so hush hush, like you weren't Very. allowed to talk about it. I feel like even just a few years ago, like there was just this understood thing you don't talk about it. Yeah, I even remember with friends the first time we were like, "Wait, how much did you get paid?" You know what I mean? We're like, "We're ke- oh my god, how do we talk about this?" So you guys didn't talk about it like amongst your friends either. No, uh, very, very, rarely. very, very rare. Okay, okay, okay. But I know even in corporate America, they encourage you to speak about it so that you're with your coworkers, so that everybody knows that they are being hopefully paid at a similar rate. I've seen that on yeah. TikTok now, but like we never did because I, I think it just felt uncomfortable. Yeah, we were just told not to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but it is important, I think, to talk about it in and that, have those conversations. Agreed. In that moment, were you like, oh, I'm not a good enough creator? Or were you like, oh, this person's white. I'm not. Like, see, the thing is, they were white. The, the creator that was, they were also, white. Also, I hope I word everything right. You know. <laughs> okay. they, they were white. They weren't anything <laughs> else like, but white. Okay. <laughs> that is like, a fact. I, I think this is such an important convo. And, like, we've, like, I really want to talk about it. Because I do, I do yes. see it as a problem. Okay, so, in that moment... I was more like, I don't know if it's like a Leo thing, but I was just more like, huh, that will never happen to me again. Mm. Not on my watch. That will literally never, (laughs) a cold day in hell, (laughs) will I have to sit here and argue my, no, like it's just never going to happen. But, but I was at that point, I was just like, you know, it's okay. This is the first of many. If I got the opportunity once. I'll get it again. And then this time I have somebody to vouch on my behalf because I have a manager now. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, huh. Noted. Noted. But also at that time, I didn't know that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't know. Yeah. So you don't know what you don't know. So like, I, I don't think I was looking at it as like a, 
is it because I'm black? Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't looking at it that way because I didn't know that this was something that was happening to all of us. Yeah. I didn't know that. And after you now brought on I a know. manager, mm-hmm. did things change after that? Things changed after you bring on a manager because naturally you have someone there to vouch on your behalf. So yeah. automatically I was already going to get mm-hmm. like better rates, better, you know, like better opportunities because yeah. of that. So 100%. And then also that was like around the time I got an agent. So like in general, I just had better representation as, as I should have. So that was like right around the time my career was like really taking off and I was like really pursuing YouTube full time fully mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no side hustles no help from anyone just like really doing it full time so yes it did get significantly better good and now yeah a little bit of tea something that we a lot of times like to uh position to brands like i like knowing am i the only black person in this campaign mm. why am i the only black yeah. person on this campaign and how about because i'm the only black person on this campaign you pay me more how about that? Because mm, I know you got more money, first of all. Mm-hmm. And third of all, no, there wasn't a second of all, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I skip something in my brain? I was like, did I glitch? <laughs> third, of all. Yeah, third of all. Third, third of, of all. all. Skip, skip right over two. Please. <laughs> I don't want to be the only person. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just like, for me, like, I loved having these conversations because I wanted to benefit other people who look like me, not mm-hmm. just me. I don't want to be the first and only in an opportunity. Yeah. I don't want to like, I don't like, I don't have the conversations that I have and break down the barriers that I did just to benefit me. I want them to benefit and everybody should not. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's true. Like, it's not just about me. It's about my community in general. It's about everybody who's going to come after before like it's not just about me and mm-hmm. like um I like getting opportunities knowing that I'm not the only black person or uh you have people behind the scenes like, like obviously I can't control every working part of yeah. every single collaboration that I take on but it's really important for me to vet so like sometimes I'll get an opportunity and I'm just like oh, this is really like you just wanted to fill a For spot. Show. You just yeah. wanted to fill a slot. I was just going to ask, do you feel like often people are checking a box by inviting you to things or having you come on things? I feel like certain events I've been to, trips, whatever it may be, I feel like I'm just there to check a box. Absolutely. I've definitely felt like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's not, I, I don't think it's the majority. No, because now, because I think I've, because I'm now considered like a mainstream influencer People come to me because they just genuinely like me, which is nice. It's like, I don't feel like they're just coming to me just because they're filling a spot or Mm -hmm. checking a box, you know? And one thing that I definitely do, like, if I feel, if I feel iffy about an opportunity and I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't know if this is right for me. I I actually try to like, I would like to pass this on to someone else because they might really benefit from this campaign. And if you're going to use a black person, you might as well use somebody that like could really use the opportunity. So I do try to like, I don't know, just I have like somewhat of a buddy system and recommend people. But also what I do want to say is I do think this is like so important. Okay, so let's use gender pay gaps, for example, Uh like in the workforce. I think as it pertains to gender pay gaps, men should have somewhat of a responsibility to talk about these things and defend these things and all collectively decide. Because when you're on the oppressive end of whatever that... um, thing is I don't think it should just be on the oppressed to be the ones campaigning and talking about it so as it pertains to the pay gap and differences in our community I feel like 
non-black influencers should be like, hey, you actually offered me significantly more. I have less followers than her. I'm not doing this without her and you're going to pay her more. I think that's so important. I think it should be a, a, I think the effort should go both ways. And I do think that there is like, I'm actually seeing, I'm seeing more like the, 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 the girls come online and they're not black creators. And they're like, yeah, I, I got offered this and my friend didn't get the same and they're speaking up and they're saying stuff. And I feel like that's really important because it shouldn't just be on us. Like it definitely should be a collective effort the exact same thing happens in every industry freelance. It's just like how you said, we all talk about how much money we make. Cause then you can create an ecosystem and, and band together mm-hmm. and say, nice. Hey, I know you offered so-and-so more. I want more. I do it for my friends all the time. Yeah. I'm like, Hey girl, just, you know, ask them for more. Ask them for more. Like, You're especially. Less deliverables and more money. <laughs> I mean, especially if we have the same audience I size. Mean, even, even there are creators who don't even know you can do that. Like you oh, yeah. can say, no, I need less deliverables on this or, or no, yeah. my rate needs to be higher for this. Like, I think realizing that you can, I don't know, you can just do that. You can negotiate. But I, I appreciate that so much because there's been times where I'm like, I don't know how me as a white creator can help as much where I, where I want, like. How to be more effective. Yes. And mm-hmm. I, and especially cause this is such a niche industry. What we're talking about is not that niche. Yes. This happens in so many different, like, I don't Industries. know. Yes. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. It Everywhere. really, it's a thing. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's a thing. Yes. I feel very aware that I like, I'm a white creator. I've, I guarantee the half the reason I blew up the way I did was because I am a white creator. Like I'm so aware of that and I am not articulate. Like I do not word things right. So I'm just always very aware like of wanting to be sensitive about that. But also I think there are a lot of other people who are like, fuck. What do we do? How, like how, like what can I do? Yeah. Like re- realistically, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like no different. It's just stating the obvious. Like, come on. There's even like, there's even stuff I can even say for a fact Maybe, maybe this is not a fact. I don't know the audience. You could tell me if you agree or disagree. But I even feel like as a black creator, I feel like I've benefited from looking pretty. Like I, that's just what it is. Like people, when I started YouTube, were not as like open to accepting beauty advice from somebody that was unconventionally attractive. And it shouldn't be that way. But like, you know, just to address the obvious, it's just the truth. Like I benefit to some extent of that privilege as well. And like, it only, I think it only like humanizes and benefits people when they say, look, like the real tea is like, I've benefited from like looking attractive in some scenarios and situations. It's okay. It's the obvious. And I want to do what I can to like, not make it awkward and uncomfortable for other people who maybe are figuring out why am I not blowing up yet? What, what am I not doing? You know, what is different about her channel, her channel, her channel, you know, Mm -hmm. like you only like benefit from acknowledging that you have somewhat of a privilege. Like it's not a bad thing and it's not weird or anything. I think it's only weird when people are in denial about it. Like Mm, the people who like are telling you, no, you should be educating yourself. Like, Okay, but like I'm literally a black person telling you what to do. So like, <laughs> what else, what else is there to educate on? Like I'm confused. It's like what? But no, no. I think you're. I think you're doing fine. Like you're. You're doing what you can. And to go back to your point, like just when you know, like when you have these conversations with like other creators who are like, hey, like did that opportunity come in for you? Like how much they offer you? Just being like, oh no, girl. Like yeah, ask them for more. And like I said, like using the leverage that you have and going back to the brand. Cause like there's, 
there's if a brand wants to work with you enough Mm -hmm. utilize that to your advantage and i know when a brand comes to me and they want to work with me i utilize that to my advantage and i say okay you want to work with me okay cool like y'all want to work with her too you know like because it doesn't hurt to ask. I love that. Absolutely you know, not. why not? Like it literally, it's not like I get paid less to recommend someone else. Yeah. You better not pay me less. Yeah. <laughs> what did I do? You're like, oh, you took that what out of my budget. What did I do? <laughs> what did I do? Oh, I was just God, giving you ideas. Yeah, just helping. Because like you mentioned how you're like, I don't know why people put me on a pedestal, but I feel like I see it. Like I, Aww. in a good Absol- way. Like no, I, I absolutely see agree. It. Yeah. Like even you doing that, I've never heard of one creator who's done that. No, I think it doesn't get talked about. Yeah. I think it doesn't get talked about. I just feel like there should be like a system where it's like, hey, brands, like would love to work with you. But notice this isn't really like a diverse campaign. I don't know. I just feel like this could cause some backlash. I would highly recommend maybe, you know, diversifying the the campaign or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally just as simple as that. And if it's something that for me, if I can afford to walk away from it and I'm just like, no, this isn't a bad, this isn't a good idea. This just isn't a good idea. Like and going I, back to the intuition thing. Yeah, yeah. Just being like, nah, we're good. We're going to pass on this one. Like being willing to like let go of that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, but that also takes a level of like financial comfortability. Yeah. You can't always do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cannot always do that. And I get it. It's not, it's not for everybody, but you know, just, all right. I'm, I'm, I just tend to like, I, I want to align myself with like, brands and initiatives that like matter to me and behind the scenes are like making me feel like oh like they really wanted to work with me because of what I stand for yeah that's like really important I love that what advice do you have for creators who are small who don't have a team because it seems like after you got a team that's when you were like wait this -hmm. is what I'm worth like what advice do you have for those people who don't have that well I would say definitely don't get cons because you know all these managers, all these agents, they talk the talk and they say things, they overpromise and underdeliver. Since most, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like most of them do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, probably yep. like a strong 80%. Mm-hmm. So I would say don't rush the process and try to be really like intuitive about who you work with because it's better to just like, I know, I know we we're just talking about like outsourcing and getting help, but mm-hmm. it's kind of probably best to hold off until you really find someone who's a good fit instead of just like rushing into it just for the sake of having a manager, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would say just wait. And also don't let anybody tell you they're going to like grow your audience. Cause like no manager does. Yeah. That. You're the talent. You like, the, yeah. you're, you're <laughs> actually so true. Like they never thought is. about that. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I heard that a lot when I was first looking for a manager, like, Oh, we're going to blow you up. Like we, we represent this person, this person, this person. And it's like, how does that benefit me? Yes. Because it really doesn't work that way when you're with a manager. Yes. We were just talking about how even if someone has the best roster, sometimes that's a bad thing because then they're not going to give you attention if they have so like true. the biggest talent. It's where true. Where normally it's like, oh, we rep this person, this person. Um, but sometimes it's And better. I'm going to get forgotten. Yeah. Then you're like, so you're not going to care about me. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes that's part of it too. So yeah. I feel like that's something else for people. Yeah. But I feel like back then- I would eat that up. I'm oh, so like, same. So much same. Oh my god! I'm, I'm done. I'm retiring <laughs> early. I'm retiring early. Mama, we good. We gonna eat good. Nah, but you're right. Like it's actually like the opposite mm-hmm. because it's like, well, that's your prop. That's probably your priority then. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. back in the youtube network days it was like because they were kind of like doing management and stuff like that you guys remember like the isn't it so crazy how much has changed over the years it's so wild i know i know i think they still have networks but i think they have like networks for like podcasts and like Mm -hmm. different yeah so they're like not as 
I don't think they're as predatory as they used to be. They used to be really predatory and would just completely take over your finances, your AdSense, the portal. Yes. Yes. So I think it's a lot better. Anyway, long ended answer. Trust your gut and hold off if you can. I love that. I think that's true. I think another thing too is let them come to you. I feel like we have some friends that are looking for management. They're like, oh, well, I want to approach them. I'm like, no, work on your own channel, Mm -hmm. grow yourself, figure out what your brand's going to be, what kind of content you're going to make. Let them come to you. Let them like make them want you. I do think though, a lot of that is the mentality of, oh, they're going to make me big. So they like think they need a manager for that reason. I think that's what it is. Versus, yeah, I think it's so much smarter to wait and then let 10 different managers come to you and then you get to pick the best, you know, like pick the one who you vibe Mm -hmm. with the most. It's true. It's so much like mind games in this industry. Like you just have to be like, like dating. Yeah. yeah it kinda is. I'm like, I'm exhausted all the time. What are your intentions with my business? Yes. Yes. With your baby. I know. Yes. Sharp left. I want to know how the Met Gala was. I'm just so curious. Your look. The blonde. Stunning. So good. Well, thank you. I know this was a while ago. I just want to know, please, everything, like what goes on? Everything, please. You're not going to believe me when I say this, but. After they invited me, I told them I didn't want to go. Wait. I know. I'm so weird. Wait. I was scared. No, I, I, she I did went. go. I did go. I did oh, go. oh my God. I was like, but I'm saying I'm making this up. Yeah, was like, but I just. I was like, I swear to God. I, saw, I know I saw the carpet. I saw the carpet. Okay, okay. Sorry. You guys. I understand. I get it. Yeah, I went because I just like got in my own head and I was like, I don't want to end up on anybody's Met Gala Rose video. Oh. Even then, they're talking about you. Period. (laughs) So Leo, you are living Leo. Leo. Take a picture while you at it. (laughs) No, it was really okay. So, not sure if you guys experienced this. I experienced this a lot. But don't you feel like there's a very strange in between being an influencer? You're not a traditional celebrity, Mm -hmm. but you're obviously valuable enough to sit at the same table with celebrities. I like how you said valuable. Like that, I think. It Absolutely. is that's, value. That's the fucking keyword. Wow. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm going to get into that in another, uh, another episode. I'm, I'm going to come back to this. Yes, I'm going to come back to this. But yes. Okay. So there was just a lot happening behind the scenes and I didn't feel really prepared for it at the time. And I was just really going through it. And I just told my team, I was like, I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to pull this off. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just so scared. And then I really, really, really wanted to wear a black designer because the theme was American fashion. And hello, I'm black. So I was like, black American fashion, period. Like, we're going to eat. We mm-hmm. are going to be eating good. And at the, like, literally, well, not really at the last minute, but it was tight. One of the one of the designers, because like, okay, so when you go to the Met Gala, you can't just like pull up an H&M. Uh-huh. Like they tell you, you're going to wear that. They, they pick the you? designer and that designer dresses you. Because unless you go with a designer, because you yes. went with YouTube, obviously. We went with YouTube, so. but even still, it has to be pre-approved. Your look and your outfit has to be Got pre-approved. It. And do you apply for a designer or they just give you someone? Well, you can say, like, you can give them, like, a wish list and they choose. Oh, okay. wow. And they happen to choose one. Thank God. They happen to choose someone that, like, I was already familiar with and I was already a customer of. Oh, and wow. I love their work. Okay, Fino well. Shout out to Fino well. <laughs> and, um... Yes, so it ended up thankfully working out, but it was real, real, real tight because they actually didn't, like, I feel like I didn't get the invite until like a month before. Oh, wow. Celebrities prepare for this, like, like for yeah, they started year. last year, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was like, what Damn. the hell are we going to do in a month? <laughs> I was like confused, scared. So it was, it was, it was a lot happening, but. Fina Wild did a great, like, she did insane. Like, she knew exactly, I told her what my vision was. I was like, I'm kind of like, 
inspired by Pamela Anderson mm. and like Barbie. Cause like Barbie's like America, uh-huh. Pam, America, uh-huh. like BAPS, America. It was like all of that. It was like Halle Berry and BAPS, Pamela Anderson and Barbie. Love and Jackie. Executed. Ina. And Jackie yeah. Ina. <laughs> yep. Blonde hair, yeah. like just very like extra and like Barbie core. So yeah, that was the vibe. And she just like, I just feel like she nailed it with the yeah. pink and everything. So good. we had so, I had so much fun. It was cool. It was like a lot more chill than I thought it was inside. Really? But it was one of those moments where it was like, do I belong here? Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't imagine the imposter syndrome at the Met. Especially when people are like, oh, it's an influencer. Or you know what I mean? If they give you that. It was very much like the build up to that. Like, I literally told my team, I'm not going to go. Like, just tell them no. Bye. (laughs) I'm so glad you went, though. I was a little bit nervous. But I was like, well, I may not ever get this opportunity again. No, that's huge. The carpet. How was the carpet? Crazy pandemonium. It wasn't as nerve wracking as I thought it was going to be. Really? This one's also not as big as it looks. No, it's huge. Oh, it is huge. Okay, it's actually huge. Oh my god. Because I was like, wait, all them steps. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of steps. Oh my god, the steps. A lot. The freaking Peloton I've been doing all week. I was like, like, y'all know if I got this. Crank it up. Crank it up. Nervous. Was nervous. But no, it was. It was. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh I just, God. you just have to kind of just, just, just real quick in the moment, just hype yourself up, inflate your ego and just pretend like, like, yes, you're the, I'm here. I made it. I did it. Like, who cares? Just like, have fun. Like, just calm down. It's not that deep. Oh have my fun. God. Like it is that deep, but it's not that deep. Yeah. yeah. It's like, go with it. You're already there. You already yeah. made it. And yeah, then inside, what goes on inside? <gasps> like drinking and mingling. So there's like a cocktail hour. Oh. So it, it like people, I don't really feel like people realize what Metcal is. So it's like the charity tie-in. It's the foundation. So they do fundraising. That's why the tickets are mm-hmm. astronomically expensive. Mm-hmm. And that goes into the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And that is their initiative to like fund like up and coming designers and stuff like that. So the event is hosted at the Met and they showcase like all of what they were showing that year, all of the designers that they were highlighting that year. Oh, nice. And funny enough, one my friend Claude Kamini that we actually collaborated with this year on our Owambe collection at Forever Mood had her freaking dresses at the Met Gala this year. <gasps> an African designer. Oh huge. And I actually didn't even realize didn't it. I came up and I was like, is this <laughs> I would have freaked out. I was like, what the her literal dress in the Met Museum. Oh my god. I was That's like, insane. what? Like, imagine if I walked in, like, there's a Miss Rumi Ashton. Yeah. Like, what? She didn't tell me. <laughs> she didn't it was, tell you? I didn't know. Like, I, I don't know if maybe she was, like, embargoed, couldn't talk about it. I had yeah. no clue. I see. But I saw, maybe she did post about I don't remember, but I was just like. <laughs> or even not knowing what that, like, entails. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Wow. That's awesome. So we got to, like, you get to, like, see some of the museum, like, the actual exhibits. And then. After the cocktail hour, it's just like drinking, mingling, whatever. They have like little mini bar, whatever. And then you go inside. It's a seated dinner. And then they have like performances. And then you just literally just party. That's amazing. How was the food? Oh, how was the food? Did I eat? Probably I not enough. I, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel like at those things, it's like it's a salad. Or and it's this it actually, no, they, they fed us. They good, fed us. Good, good. I don't remember if it was. I don't remember anything. I think it was just like all a blur. Mm-hmm. And I just remember because I sat next to Pat, Pat McGrath. Mm-hmm. And me and Pat are like, that's my girl. Gemini wow. Queen. I love Gemini's. I love her. And she <laughs> literally, every time I'm with Pat, like she's literally like my aunt. She literally like will just but hold my hand. That. She's like, oh, Jackie, darling, I'm going to introduce you to Chris. And I'm like, who like Chris Jenna, I'm like okay. <laughs> I literally just followed her around all night, and she introduced me to everybody. Wait, I love that. I was like, is that Ser- is that Serena Williams? Or I can't. It's like Pat, let's go talk to Serena. Is that Sierra? Let's go talk. Like Pat, 
I think Sierra was looking at you. You should go say hi to her. <laughs> this girl, this, this girl wants to say hi to you, I think. <laughs> She's like, this girl. <laughs> but it was that fun. It was amazing. Really oh, my God. That's fucking iconic. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, it was fun. Insane. Amazing. When the like when the, I kept refreshing, I was like, oh, my God, Jackie. On my Twitter feed, that's insane. <laughs> and they didn't let us say anything because I don't know if y'all remember this, but they actually invited me to the Met Gala in 2020 and then they canceled it. Yes. And I was like, y'all better invite me back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't Noted. think I'm going to forget. <laughs> but then they did invite me back 2020 when they had announced like the guest list and I was one of those people. My followers were like, did you get invited this year? Did you, so they were tweeting me literally <laughs> up until the day off and I couldn't say anything. Oh my God. But they were being so supportive. They were like, we want Jackie. We want Jackie. And then the first post, it was like, I don't know. I I feel like the first post was like the slow-mo of me in the pink dress. Oh, my God. And people were like, oh, my God. God. It was like a whole mo. It was so dope. Like, the amount of support was crazy. Actually, it was like confirming, like, yeah. Yeah. You deserve to be there. Absolutely. Like, like, I know that it is a weird conversation between, like, celebrity and, like, traditional influencer. But, like, you're at the fucking Met Gala. Like that's crazy. That's that's crazy. It also helped that there were other creators there. Mm-hmm. So Eugene Yang from the Try Guys, yes. Nikki Tutorials. Yes. Like it, it felt less like about just you. Yes. yes. It was like okay, we all like y'all good. We're good. We're gonna do <laughs> We're this. this together. Yes. We're about to bond. So it, it <laughs> felt a lot less like stressful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I would definitely say with that definitely helped. Oh yeah. my god, that's amazing. We've taken so much of your time already. No, um, please come back me. anytime. But yes. what, like, what's coming up for Forever Mood? I'm assuming there's some holiday stuff. Like you said, these yes. are not out yet. Yes. So this is actually Holly Berry from Holly our Apre Ski Winter Collection. <gasps> Cute. Yes. I love me an Apre Ski yes. moment. So it's all inspired just by like vintage Apre Ski moments. Like after, you know, being at the chalet, Mm -hmm. after skiing, after snowboarding. And hopefully by the time this episode airs, we'll have already announced the collection. But yeah, it's definitely inspired by just snow season. And we've really, really been uh, working a lot more behind the scenes on like rebranding the brand, like as far as like how we formulate the candles and the the fragrance houses that we work with. So we're improving the overall scent experience. And we really did an excellent job, I think, of all four of the scents being completely different. Because mm-hmm. I'm, like, usually, like, a gourmand girl. I, I like really, like, vanilla, mm-hmm. addictive scents. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, like, we really wanted to bring four completely different, total different vibes that still felt like the overall winter experience. Yeah. So, it's good. That's I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god! Good. Well, we we love skiing, so we will Ooh, bring the candles. Yes. And we'll we'll bring we'll it on the way up to Mammoth for you. Yeah, because yes. <laughs> you guys usually do like a yearly like travel trip, right? Yeah, we, we try. Part. We try yeah. to go a few times. Yeah, I love that. That's really that's we'll really cool. Picks. She's so maybe cute. Aspen this year. We'll yes. elevate it. For, and we'll Ooh. be at Aspen and we'll have yeah. a candle. Oh, well, we'll definitely. I would have brought them today. Going down the hill. I got y'all. I got. I'm. I'm gonna send you guys this collection. Oh, I would have oh, brought so it today, much. but this is literally my last. You're set. good. No, no, no. Oh, I got thank you. you so much. <laughs> They're very heavy. Stunning though. Oh my god. I love the. I just like the glass. Like the the glasses that you use are so cute. Thank the you. The color of the frost. I love it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the matte finish. It's mm-hmm. pretty. So pretty. Okay, please plug anything. All of your socials. Yes. Everything. Everything TikTok. at Jackie Ina. If you like beauty and if you like home decor. 
uh, perfume and fragrance and luxury unboxings, just all things bougie and home and organization and cleaning. On Instagram, you can follow me at Lavishly Jackie. Ooh, lavishly is like a whole different world. I didn't, I didn't know <laughs> it's a about whole different world. Okay, lavishly I'm a, I'm a is the same as my TikTok. God, so you're not missing anything technically because Jackie. <laughs> no, but they I are. Know. They need to follow it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. If you're not on TikTok, follow me at lavishly Jackie and at Jackie Ina. Just saying. There you lavishly go. Jackie, I love it. It yes. rolls off the tongue nicely. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you next week with another episode of Pretty Basic. We love you so much. Bye. Bye.